Revival Exposure Ministries presents Faith Connection Church's podcast with Hermes Falco Jr. We always bring a message of faith and hope that will encourage your walk with God. Enjoy it. Power of vision. Say the power of vision. Say it like you mean it. Amen. That's what the message is about today. How the Lord gives vision before we accomplish anything in life. That's how it happened with every every woman and man of God in the Bible had a vision. Say vision. So every project we have begins with a vision. Every project in life begins with a vision. Every project in life begins with a vision. If you are uh, uh, a pastor, you had a vision from God to become a pastor. If you're a doctor, you had a vision to become a doctor. Amen. If you uh, are a teacher, you had a vision to become a teacher. It's something you envision in the future. It's a desired outcome. Now, I want to tell you something. The greatest gift that God has given us is not sight. What is sight? It's our ability to see with our physical eyes. How many got sight here? Nobody's blind. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Sight is our ability to see with our physical eyes. Amen. But vision is our ability to see with our hearts. I'm going to say that again. Pay attention to this. Sight is our ability to see with our physical eyes. Vision is our ability to see with our hearts. Now, let, let me tell you this. Many of us are moved by the things which we see with our physical eyes. We see what we, we have now, but we don't, we don't envision what can become. For example, you have a child. How many have children here? Amen. Some parents, some parents are suffering right now with their children. They see something bad happening with their children. They only see with their physical eyes, but they need to learn how to envision what God sees. Vision is the ability that God gives us so we can see with our hearts what he wants to do. Amen? Hallelujah. Go to, with you to Proverbs 29, 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keeps the law Happy is he. Read it again. Read it again. Uh, uh, open it by Proverbs 29, 18. Let, let's read it together. So I want to see what the Bible says about it. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. So the Bible says that when there's no vision, there's no um, purpose, if I should, should say that way. When there's no... Uh, goal. What is a vision? It's a goal that you have. It's a goal. What do you want to achieve in life? What is your vision for your life? I remember when I was 16, God began to give me a vision for my life that, is, that I'm having now. And I know that I'm not done yet, but I begin to have a vision. God gives the big picture. You need to ask God, what is the big picture of my life? How does it look like in 10 years if Jesus tarries? How does it look like in 15 years? How do I see myself? God's vision is God's desire. Say with me. God's vision 
is God's desire. When God gives a vision, he's revealing his desire, his will, his purpose. Amen. And so a, a vision has to do with a desired goal or result that sees the big picture and final outcome. God works with his people by giving us a vision. How does everything begin? God gave a vision to Jesus. You, you are coming. God the Father sent him to what? Die on the cross. What was the main purpose of Jesus' coming? Come on. Don't be afraid to, to, to answer me. What was the main purpose, the, the reason why he came to the earth? To save us or to die on the cross. So his main vision was to come and to die for us. So he had a, a big picture in mind. Okay, I'm going to come. I'm going to heal the sick. I'm going to cast out devils. But the main reason I'm coming is so I can die for humanity. And let me tell you something. We're going to be discussing that through the next Sundays. But vision is what will keep you when times are hard. You know what, what's going to make you persevere? The vision you have. The vision you have. Okay, I'm going through hard times right now. Man, it looks like all hell is against me. Everybody's against me. But listen, God placed a vision inside of me. God has a desire. God has a plan. God has a promise. God has a word. That will preserve and make me persevere because I'm not persevering based on my circumstances, but I'm persevering based on the vision. Hallelujah. How many have been through hard times? Amen. You got true hands, sister. You got true hands. <laughs> Joyce, right? Got true hands back there. But let me tell you something. What will make you persevere is not what you see with your eyes, but is what you see in your heart. Every time I had difficult moments, I remember, hey, listen, this is temporary. It's not forever. And I have a vision. Amen. I have a dream. Hallelujah. I have a dream. I have a dream. I have a purpose. You have to be impregnated with purpose on the inside. You have to be impregnated with God's vision. I see the vision for this house. This house is a house that proclaims the gospel of Jesus Christ. This house is a house that hosts the presence of God. Anyone who comes to this house feels the presence, feels the, the Holy Spirit. We are a house that hosts the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. We are a house of refreshing others. People have come here. Some people come. Some people go. Some people move out of town. But one thing everybody has told us is that they feel the presence of the Holy Ghost in this house. And they feel the refreshing presence of His Spirit empowering and speaking to them. You got to know what you're called to do. Amen. So a vision is a desired goal. Let me give an example. And it, that works not only for big things, but minor projects. How many, for example, um, have heard of people that lost tons of weight? They had a purpose and a vision. They saw themselves fit before anybody could see. Amen. I remember last year, I went to the doctor. And I was told that I needed to lose 20 pounds. 
20 pounds. I was overweight 20 pounds. Can you believe that? <laughs> now you cannot believe that. But, <laughs> but I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So we set a goal for that. And I said, you know what? I need to cut down on sugar. I need to cut down on carbohydrates. I need to exercise. I need to take action so I can see the outcome that I want. If I don't take action, I will not see it. Tell your neighbor, if you don't take action, you will not see the outcome. So I took action. I was not just, okay, I'm going to pray and, you know, I'll lose weight automatically. It doesn't work that way. I took action. And I'm telling you what, in a month and a half, I lost 23 pounds. 23. I went overboard. <laughs> but that tells me something. When you and I set a goal, when you and I set a vision, and we make a purpose in our heart, that's what I tell people. Some people are not consistent with their spiritual life. Why? They don't have a vision. They don't have a goal. Oh, you know, I'll come to church, but you know, today is July, uh, 4th of July, you know, I'm going to stay home, you know. Be consistent. Be persistent. What do you want to achieve in life? What do you want, what result do you want to see? Amen? Can somebody say amen? amen. Can somebody shout amen? amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> a vision is a desired outcome. Now, let me tell you a secret. Come on. The best vision you can have is God's vision. Because I can set goals. I mean, I, the, the, I didn't have to ask God if I need to lose 20 pounds. I just knew that I had because of my health. So, uh, but the best vision you can have is God's vision. When you get a vision from the heart of God for you. Young people who are here, remember, you may be young, but the earlier you get to the presence of God and begin to receive from the Lord, he'll reveal his purpose for your life, even now. Even now. The earlier children come to the Lord, it's better for, for them to realize what they have to do with their lives. I have testimonies of many missionaries who were children who got a vision for their life when they were kids. I got saved when I was two. And in my childhood, the Lord began to reveal to me what I who wanted to do with my life. Amen. Um, God does not look only at where you are or what you have, but what you can become. Amen. God does not look only what, where you are or what you have, but what you can become. You need to stop looking at the now only. I'm not saying don't look at the now, but stop looking at the now only. Oh, you know, I don't have any money. You know, I cannot do this because I'm limited. Oh, uh, you know, my family is this, my family is that. The way I was raised is that. And always, the, the enemy will always have excuses why you cannot fulfill God's purpose. Always. I remember I spoke about Gideon. Gideon said, Lord, I am the weakest in my family. And my family is very weak. You know what the Lord said? Mighty man of valor. God was seeing something in Gideon he could not see. 
and let me tell you, for every person in this building, for those who are watching online, God sees something on the inside of you that even you cannot see. He sees potential. He sees greatness. He sees purpose. He sees vision. He sees potential to fulfill and do great exploits for the kingdom of God. For every person here in this building and for those who are watching online, there is greatness on the inside of you. How can you tell that, Pastor Hermes? Who is living on the inside of you, by the way? Holy Ghost. If the Holy Spirit is living inside of me, that makes me great already. Not that I deserved, but he made my body his temple. Amen? Go to Genesis chapter 15, verse 5. Genesis chapter 15, verse 5. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. When God wanted to call Abram to become Abraham, he gave him a vision of, of what he had for him. God showed Abram a picture, a picture of, of what he, he took him outside and told him, look at the stars. In other words, I'm giving a vision. Look at the, what, what did he say? Can you read that again, what God said to him? Then he brought him outside and said, look now towards heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. So God gave Abraham at the time a picture of what his descendancy would look like. Can you count the stars, Abraham? No. That's how your descendants shall be. God gave Abraham a vision. Hallelujah. You will only get a vision when you get alone with God. You get alone with God. Amen. Man tends to focus on the now natural reality as if everything depends on our ability and strength. God works with vision. Amen. You and I are limited to what we can do in the natural. But let me tell you all of you this. If your dream can be accomplished by your own strength. That's not God's dream. Abram looked and he said, I got no child. I only have Eliezer of Damascus, my servant. That's all I have. And God was telling him, Abraham, Abram, be quiet. I want to show you something. Look at the sky, at the stars. Count them. Count them. Are you able to? That's how your descendant is going to be. Abram said, I have no child. God said, look at these stars. Gideon said, I'm weak. My family is weak. God said, mighty men of valor. Moses said, I'm a stutterer, Lord. There's no way in the world that I can speak. On your behalf to Pharaoh, nobody's going to listen to me. God said, no worries. I send you Aaron. But you shall do what I tell you to do. Jeremiah said, Lord, I'm only a child. 
I am too young and I cannot speak. God said, you are a prophet to the nations. That tells me something. All of us have excuses as to why we cannot fulfill God's vision. But God sees potential. God sees greatness. God sees purpose. God is speaking to you today. And he says, what I have for you is greater than what you think. What I have for you is greater than your imagination. What I have for you is exceedingly far above, beyond anything you can ask, think, or imagine. That's Ephesians 3.20. Hallelujah, it's not in the script, but open with me to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. It's not on the notes, but open that scripture. Hallelujah. What God has for you is greater than your natural reality. And I'll show you that in the scriptures. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him who is able to do far above exceedingly anything we think, ask, or even imagine. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes for a moment. Just close your eyes for a moment. Just trust me. Just close your eyes. It's nothing weird. Just close your eyes. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to think about something that you, you envision for your life that you believe God has for you. Just think about it right now. Think about a breakthrough that you're, you've been believing for. Think about maybe, maybe a job that you, you desire that gives more freedom. Maybe, maybe it's a breakthrough in your family. Maybe your, 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 your child is coming back to the Lord. Maybe, you know, your marriage is being restored. Or, or maybe something that you're believing God for. Just think about that thing right now. For a second. Keep thinking right now. Just, just imagine that breakthrough you've been praying about. Imagine that, that um, maybe it's a, it's a spiritual condition. Maybe it's, it's freedom. Maybe it's, it's a physical healing. Maybe it is a house that you're believing for. Finances or whatever it is. Just think about that right now for a moment. Yeah. Get a, get a vision for that in Jesus' name. Now look, look at me right now. How many thought about that? Amen? Okay, great. What God is saying is, He's able to do exceedingly far above anything that you just thought, that you believe, that you ask, or even imagine. That means His power is greater than your imagination. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got to see God's vision. Abraham saw the stars. And God is saying, come, come here. You think you, you got nothing? Let me show you something. Here. Look at these stars. Can you count them? You know why God did it with Abraham? Because man works through, our, through senses. How many got the touch, smell? Um, sight, hearing, uh, taste, touch. We, that's how we work. We, we go by what we see in the natural. But God is not limited to the physical senses. Amen? Say, God is not limited 
to my physical senses. But he wanted to give a vision to Abraham. He said, you know, come here. I want to show you something. Look at these stars. When Abraham started to count, God said, that's how your descendants are going to be. You know why? God is saying, I'm giving you something you can compare to how it's going to look like. I'm showing you to make it easy for you, Abraham, that your descendants are going to be much greater than what you initially thought. Because you thought they had no child. You only had Eliezer of Damascus. But I'm showing you your descendants is going to be like, just like that. Let me tell you something. Even in the natural, every business that works for the corporate world as well. Do you think Apple have these iPhones? Do you think it was overnight? Or did somebody have a vision for it? I mean, this is a natural thing. This is not, this is not spiritual. But, but look at this. The, the phone that you have right now, whether it be Android or iPhone, <laughs> whether Android, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying, like, I, I, I like Apple better. I'm not, I'm not getting paid to say that, but I like Apple better. But some people like Android, but it doesn't matter. The phone that you have, the phone that you have was the product of a vision. This building was the product of a vision. This microphone is the result of someone's vision. Electricity. Someone had a vision for electricity. The plane that we fly with, someone one day thought, maybe it's better that we fly. Someone saw before it could mani be manifested. Vision is the ability to see things that are not yet happening. Uh, I'm going to say that again. Vision is the ability to see something that is not yet happening. Wow. Someone is able to see something before everybody else saw. There's a story of a little girl. She was in a cruise with her dad and she was on the deck. But because she was short, she was a child, she could not see anything. And everybody was beholding the scenario. And they're like, oh, that's amazing. The little girl was like, I can't see anything. And the dad said, come here. Just jump on my shoulder. And the moment that she stood on the dad's shoulder, said, wow, I can see way beyond. I can see so far away. You know why? Because she was standing on her dad's shoulders. And some of us are limited by what we can see. And we say, God, I cannot see anything right now. Everybody has a vision for something. Everybody has a vision for their lives. And they're doing great things. And I cannot see. I, I am short spiritually. I cannot, I'm not able to see. And, and the Father is telling you, come on my shoulders. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to give a vision for your life. I'm going to allow you to see beyond what your natural and physical ability can, can take you. When you stand on daddy's shoulder, <laughs> he's going to show you something you're not able to see right now. 
The reason why so many people have no purpose, have no vision, is because they are not with their father. Hallelujah. When that little girl stood on the dad's shoulder, she said, Dad, I can see way beyond now. I can see clearly. There's nothing more terrible than someone that got no purpose. Aimless people. Aimless. No purpose in life. Oh, you know, just living, living by and by, surviving. That's not God's will for you. God wants you to wake up with a purpose in mind. He wants you to wake up with a vision, a fresh vision. And let me tell you something. I'm not getting, I'm getting ahead of myself here. But when you walk with people who have a vision, it will rub off on you as well. When you are in a church that stimulates you, that stimulates the, the God's gifts on the inside of you, you will grab a sense of purpose in life. It's terrible to see so many young people who are lost. Why do you think they are in drugs? Why do you think they are in alcohol? Why do you think they are looking for the wrong place? Because they have no vision, no purpose, and no direction in life. But God's vision will give you direction in life. God's vision will give you purpose in life. You wake up and you know, I am alive for such a time as this. My heart is beating because there is a purpose. There is a hope. There's a sense of direction for me. And when things get tough, listen to me right now. When things get tough, you think about your purpose. For those who are watching online, if you like this message, make sure you share it with your friends. Amen. Because people need to hear this. I'm not getting ahead of myself because there's more I want to share next Sunday. I'm not sure. Next Sunday I'm going to be sharing... Um, how you can get a vision, but also in this series, we'll talk about the vision of this house and, and, and how we see it um, being implemented with you being a part of it. Amen. A vision for a child of God must come from the Holy Spirit. He knows the end from the beginning. God, how many know that God knows the future? Now imagine this, if someone comes, he, how, many, how many watch Back to the Future, that movie? <laughs> Remember that, um, that guy who got the, the, the magazine. How many remember that? I think it was, he, he got the magazine that said the, the whole uh, results of the games. And when he was able to, to get that into the, into the past, the other guy was able to make a lot of money because he knew all the results. Now, what if you met someone who knew all the, all the future and you were able to talk to them? Would you be happy about it? Yeah? Like, oh, no, tomorrow this is going to happen. Guess what? The person who knows all futures living on the inside of us. Already. Already. He's on the inside of us. The thing is, we don't ask enough. You know why we don't ask enough? Because we don't believe. In the book of James, it says, you have not because you ask not. Now, the one who holds the future and knows all future and holds your destiny is living on the inside of you. And we're like, oh, I'm, I don't have direction. <laughs> you know why? We're not leaning and listening 
enough. Those who don't stop to listen to the Holy Spirit will never have a vision. I mean, to fulfill something spiritually. Because the iPhone, the iPhone was not, <laughs> make his life so hard. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making like um, advertising for iPhone. The phone was a vision before it manifested. Everything that, is, that you see here on the earth, your car is the product of a vision. No matter what car you drive, you drive a, a Corolla, a Honda, a Mercedes, or BMW, doesn't matter. It was, everything was a product of a vision that someone had. And someone envisioned that car. Why do you think there are architects that draw, draw a building before it has? They see that building before the building manifests. And what God wants to do with you, he wants to give you a vision for your life so you can see things before they happen. He's the God who calls the things are not as though they were. Amen. I remember the story of a young man in Brazil. Look at this. He was a young man, about 10 years old, and he was born in a Christian home. And, and there were promises for him that he would be a preacher. 10 years old. When he got older, when he got older, he departed from the ways of the Lord. And he went into a, 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 a lifestyle that he was, he was a male prostitute and a transsexual. Now look at this. We, we watched that testimony. His father was a pastor. And, and in that testimony, he shared that his father loved him exactly the same. Exactly the same. Every morning, he hugged him. said, I love you, son. I love you. You're going to be a great man of God one day. And then he said he did all kinds of wrong things and he did all kinds of wrong stuff. His dad would say, one day you're going to be a preacher. God has a calling for you. God has a purpose for you. You're going to be a preacher. You're going to be a great man of God. And he said he would hear this every single day. I love you. You got purpose on the inside. Long story short, he rededicated his life to Jesus Christ, got off of everything that was wrong, and became a preacher. His dad did not see that because he went to the Lord first. He passed away. But he said what his dad spoke through his life was exactly what held him. Because he said, when I was deep in sin, when I was deep into the world, when I was deep in, the, in darkness, I remember what my dad was telling me. I love you, and you're going to be a great man of God. That tells me something. We have to speak vision for people. We have to speak vision for their lives. We have to speak what the Lord speaks, even if, even if it doesn't look like it. 
Hallelujah. I see you are great men of God. I see you are great women of God. I see purpose on the inside of you. I see vision on the inside of you. I see potential on the inside of you. I see a good voice on the inside of you. Hallelujah. I see ministry on the inside of you. I see purpose. I see greatness. I see power. I see it. I see it. You got to speak vision to people. What God says, release it and believe. Even if it doesn't look like you're going to see it. His dad passed away without seeing it. But what he spoke came to pass. Hallelujah. That's when you and I grab a hold of the will of God. We speak vision. Hallelujah. Maybe you're, you're, you feel broke right now. You feel like, man, I, I, I'm stuck. I don't feel like I'm going anywhere. But but the Lord has given a vision for something. And, and that's what needs to come out of your mouth. Stop lending your mouth to the devil. Stop telling what the devil is saying. Ah, the devil is saying. I don't care what the devil is saying. He, he's not in charge over my life. Amen. He's got no power over me. Amen. He, he, he doesn't decide what's going to happen. He's not the Lord of my destiny. Jesus Christ is the Lord of my destiny. And what he says shall come to pass. His word is his will. His vision is what shall come to pass. And that's what we need to be speaking. I speak God's vision over you. I speak God's purpose over you. I speak destiny over you. I speak his will over you. You speak destiny over your kids, over your children, over your family, over your household, over your finances. You speak his promise. He speak his vision. Hallelujah. Now, can you imagine if that testimony that I just shared, if the, if the young man would just only hear hateful things from his dad? You're good for nothing. Look at you and blah, blah. He saw something terrible and said, you're a great man of God. God's going to use you. You're going to become a preacher. I love you. You're going to be a great man of God. Just read one more scripture before we, we pray for people and release you to go. Next Sunday, we will continue that. And we'll message everybody to be back here. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, the power of vision. We're going to continue that. We're going to be speaking specifics about God's vision for this house and for your life as well. And I'm going to be praying for everybody. But let's, let's open... Uh, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I want you to read that passage again, who endured the cross. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. Now, stop here. For the joy that was set before him. Look at it. He saw something. And then go ahead. Endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Do you know why Jesus endured the cross? He was able, I mean, there was, uh, how many watched The Passion of the Christ? How many watched that movie? Now, that was a good, good description, a good visual description of what Jesus went through, but it was worse than that. 
Do you know why he was able to endure that? Because he was seeing beyond that. He was seeing that. I'm going to go through that right now. But on the other side, hallelujah. On the other side, there are people in Richmond, Virginia, that I'm going to buy them with my blood. And I'm going to redeem and forgive them. And I'm going to bring them to me. On the other side. That's why the Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. In other words, he saw beyond the cross. He saw the results of the cross. You know what will allow you to stand strong in trials and tribulations? Vision. You see beyond what's going on now. You see ahead. When no one else can see, you see. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus was able to go through horrible suffering. But he was focusing on the harvest. He was not focusing on the suffering. Don't get me wrong. He felt every whip. He felt every nail on his head. He felt everything. But his focus was not, his focus was not on what he was feeling. His focus was in the harvest. His focus was in you and I. God's vision will, will cause you to endure trials and tribulations. The Bible says in Hebrews that those who were martyred, those who were persecuted, those who were um, oppressed because of the gospel. They were doing all of that because they, they knew there was a city. They knew there was a city, a holy city that was waiting for them. And there was a crown of victory that was awaiting them. So they had a vision for why they went through the suffering. When you have a vision for something, then then you're like, it's okay. I can go through, through, through hard times. I'll go through that. But, 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 but I want to see, see the results. I want to see the results. I want to see the results. Jesus endured the cross because he saw you. He saw me. He saw Richmond, Virginia. He saw Brazil. He saw Finland. He saw Norway. He saw... And he said, it hurts, but it is worth it. He had a vision for the harvest. That's why he endured the cross. Now, let me tell you something before we pray. Some of you are going through hard times. But you need to grab a hold of the vision that God has for you. Because that will sustain you in the hard times. When I'm going through hard times, I don't look at the problem only. I look at the promise because the promise will sustain me in the hard times. The hard seasons will come, but the vision of God for your life will remain. God's purpose will not fail. God's plans will never fail. In the hard times, remember the vision. What is the vision? It's the desired outcome. It's the will of God. It's the purpose of God. It's the promise of God. That's the vision. Amen. Whoo, hallelujah. 
How many, how, many, how many got a vision for your life that God's given you? Like, this is going to happen. And then sometimes you go through so much and, and it looks like, man, this was not even from God. <laughs> but deep inside you know the word. You know when the Holy Spirit has a promise and you don't let go. And you say, I'm going through hard times, but I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep running the race. I'm going to keep striving. I'm going to keep pursuing the purpose. I'm going to keep walking. I know it's hard. I know it's hot. I know I feel tired, but I'm going to keep going because in the middle of the road, God gives refreshing. He sends water. You drink water from the Spirit. You get strength out of nowhere. And then you keep walking and keep walking until you get to the finish line and you hear, welcome, come in, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Woo! Stand to your feet right now. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We encourage you to share with your friends. The Ministry of World Evangelism in the Nations and Building of the Local Church is made possible by generous contributions of friends and partners. We highly encourage you to give a love offering or partner with us monthly at www.revivalexplosion.com. Please send us your prayer request to office at revivalexplosion.com. Stay tuned for upcoming podcasts. God bless you.